0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello there, friends. Thank you for joining me once again today. And let's dive right into the word in Hebrews chapter 11, verse seven, because I wanna go straight to the story of Noah. Oh, it says something beautiful about Noah here in Hebrews 11, verse seven. And it says, by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith what A beautiful testimony about our brother Noah. He is one of the men I surely want to meet when I get into eternity. What a man was Noah. Oh, I think I will applaud this great man. We give glory to God, but we will honor this man of God and applaud for him, for his faithfulness. He stayed faithful. He wasn't faithful for a moment, he didn't exercise faith for a day, and not even for 120 days, but for 120 years. Can you imagine? Some of us, we have a problem to stay faithful for 120 hours, but he stayed faithful for 120 years, my friend. Yes, that's two of our lifetimes. If we just think about staying faithful for 60 years in ministry, now that's a long time of ministry to stay faithful in. And thank God there are many servants and maidens of the Lord who have been faithful for 60 years and longer. But that's only half of Noah's lifespan that he stayed faithful in the ministry. He stayed faithful for 120 years. Some of us. Maybe we complain to the Lord and we say, Lord, I've been praying for my husband to change. Oh, for 10 years now, Lord, for 12 years, I'm praying for you to do something in my wife or in my children. Oh, I feel like giving up, Lord. Nothing is changing. I don't see any evidence that you're hearing my prayer. I don't see any change in their lives. But Noah, he kept preaching the same gospel. He kept working faithfully on that great big seaworthy vessel for 120 years. And all that time, nothing happened to give him some kind of evidence or or to encourage him that the Lord would truly bring those showers of rain. A fountain didn't erupt somewhere out of the ground and brought a little stream of water to the boat no he built that boat somewhere on the dry land that everybody thought that he was crazy i mean how why would you build a seaworthy vessel in the middle of the land where it is so far away from water how is it ever going to hit the water but noah believed noah was obedient noah fulfilled the calling of the lord for his life because he had heard the Lord speak. And you know, that's the thing with faith. Faith doesn't need evidence of this world. Faith doesn't need confirmation of this world. Confirmation of worldly people. Confirmation of whatever you might think is an important thing on this world to get confirmation from. Faith has a surety, has an assurance, has a, has a truth that it knows that it has heard the voice of the Lord. And that settles it. You know, there was that old song, if Jesus said it, I believe it, you know, oh, that is a powerful thing. Some people said, well, if Jesus said it and I believe it, it will be so. But if you believe it or not, if Jesus said it, it is the truth. And you need to accept that truth. If God said it, that's all the proof you need. That's all the truth you can handle. If he said it, that's it. That's it. And that will be it. Well, it says here by faith. And so let's get into the faith that Noah had. I mean, there are some points here and I think they will help us in our life. They will also give us direction for our life, how to believe. I see that, you know, some people, they want to have that great faith to move mountains. They want to have that great faith to do the impossible. And maybe they suddenly, unexpectedly, come into a low point in their life. They come with some adversity or they come with some problem and suddenly they want that faith to do the impossible to be there out of nothing. But you know, that's not the way it works. I remember how my father taught me. My father told me, John, oh, I'll I'll give you the story. You know, I said, Papa, I need a new car and I believe that God wants to give it to me. Now you would think that he would get excited about it, that I had the faith to get a new car. But you know, he said, John, Maybe you should exercise and practice your faith in something smaller, like a suit or so. And if you can have faith and believe that God will give you a suit and it does materialize in your life through faith, Then he said, well, then you can step up to the next thing and to the next thing. Maybe the car is a little bit too big to start with. And for some, maybe even a suit or a nice dress is something too big to start with. Start with underwear. Yeah, you can laugh about it, but start with underwear. And if you can have faith for underwear and have faith for your suit and have faith. In other words, faith is something that needs to develop and grow. And faith doesn't mean I'm lazy and I don't wanna work, so I hold up my hand that others can pay me and others can give me what I need and I call it faith. That's not faith. No, lazy people, faith is not being lazy. If you're a lazy person, get up and work and don't hold up your hand for others to work and to give it to you, but start working and let the Lord bless your work. And as he blesses it, you will see that your salary will go further, that you'll be able to do more with your wages than you would without faith and without the blessing of God. But not laziness. Noah was not a lazy man. Noah believed God in his daily life. We need to work with God in our daily life, believe for the things that we need in daily life and exercise our faith in daily life. Oh, and that's not only in getting something, that is in entrusting him for his covering, his protection, his helping to be a witness of the light and of his love and of his life. But exercise your faith in your daily life. Daily life. And as you exercise your faith in daily life, you will find that when you need a greater faith, God will be there and he will let your faith to grow and to become greater. Remember the story of David when he was suddenly confronted, unexpectedly suddenly confronted with that great giant Goliath. He didn't stand there just out of the blue to beat that giant. He says, no king. Oh, one day a bear came. One day, a lion came and I conquered them because the Lord gave me victory over the lion and the bear. And just as the Lord gave me victory over the lion and over the bear, he will give me victory over this giant. Did you conquer your lion yet? Did you conquer your bear? Or maybe you need to start with a squirrel. <laughs> maybe you need to start somewhere else. But, but did you have your victories? Those victories in your daily life will help you to ultimately also conquer confront that giant that is set before you. And then you will rise up. Or by faith, you will rise up and you will slay that giant. Noah, he believed in the promises of God. He believed in the commandments of God. And he also believed in the threatenings of God. And it says... It says he was moved by fear. What did he fear? Well, he feared the coming flood. And why did he fear the coming flood? Because he believed that what God had spoken would truly happen. He believed not only In the escape, he didn't believe only in the blessing, he didn't only believe in the promise, he didn't only believe in the prosperity, he didn't only believe in the goodness of God, in the forgiveness of God, in the healing of God, in the joyfulness of God, in the peace of God, etc., etc. He also believed that God was holy and is holy, and that God would do what he said that he would destroy all of mankind and that the world would be flooded. He believed all those things. I think one of the problems we have today in some churches, they want to preach a gospel without all these threatenings. Oh, no, we cannot, we cannot scare the people. No, we cannot uh, you know, give a threshold that will be an obstacle for people to come in. So we only talk about blessings and prosperity and goodness and wonderfulness. Oh, it's wonderful to preach about the goodness of God and I do that. It's wonderful to preach about the promises of God and I do that. It's wonderful to preach to, that the people don't have to be afraid of this world and what's happening or of the devil and the demons etc cetera, etc cetera, because God is all around us and I do that but we also need to stay near to the Lord and be afraid and holy fear to go into that evil darkness. It's just like you warn your child, don't touch the hot pan on the stove. No, if you touch it, it it, it will hurt you. And we warn them not to make them afraid. And when they come near, we say, ah, don't go there. Don't touch that. Don't get near that. And it's not to make them afraid in the manner that they should walk around fearfully continuously. It's that we don't want them to get burned, no. So they know, oh, don't touch the hot pan on the stove. Oh, don't get to the edge of the balcony. Those are good kind of fear to have so you won't fall over and hurt yourself. And that's what Noah had. He had a good kind of holy fear in an irreverent fear of the Lord that he knew, oh, I must stay close to the Lord. I must build this ark. I must be obedient to him because if I'm not, I will be lost for eternity. But by grace, because God loves me, he gave a way of escape for me. Hallelujah for that. Well, the kind of faith that Noah had is also that he believed what was highly improbable and even what was absolutely impossible. If we believe what is probable, well then we are the same as the world because they also believe what is probable. If we believe only what is possible, we're the same as the world. They believe what is possible. You don't need God for that. Oh, you you, 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 you know what you can believe when you when you look into the world and it's all possible and probable. But Noah, it says he was warned of things not seen as yet. He believed what hadn't been done yet. What hadn't been seen yet. And if you believe the different Bible scholars, they'll tell you it never had rained before. And he believed rain would come, that the sky would be filled with water and water would come out of the ground and it would come in such a measure that all the high mountaintops would be covered by water. Do you believe that? Can you believe that? Well, it's not probable and it's not even possible, you might say. But yet God had said that he would kill all of mankind and all of the animals, all of flesh, and that he would do it by a mighty flood of water. It maybe was not probable, and even in the minds of men, it was impossible, but Noah believed it. We must believe this word of God, be it probable or possible in our mind or not. That's the kind of faith that Noah had, that's the kind of faith that we need to have. If Jesus said it, if God said it, if the Holy Spirit wrote it down, that's the truth. However mankind thinks about it, promotes it, or argues about it, or contradicts it, or we believe in God's word. God's word is final, however probable or possible in our mind, in our mind. He is the God of the impossible. And whatever he has spoken or said, he will do. Hallelujah. Well, what kind of faith did Noah have? He had the kind of faith that he believed even standing alone in his faith. When nobody followed him. I found this very encouraging, even though it's not so encouraging at all. And what am I meaning here? Well, he preached 120 years without one convert. (laughs) That's not so positive, you would say. That's not so encouraging. But it might be encouraging to you, my dear friend, who is laboring for the Lord, but you haven't seen the fruit yet. Maybe you're laboring for 5, 10, 20, or 30 years or longer, and you haven't seen the effect of your ministry. You haven't seen the fruit of your ministry. Maybe one of these days you were looking into the church that you built, and you were looking, and you said, Lord, I'm laboring all these years. Is this it? Is this it? I don't see the fruit. I don't see the multitude. I don't see all the blessings there. I've been laboring, working hard. But where are the converts? Well, Noah preached 120 years. Well, unless he had converts, which died before the flood came, that could be possible. But if not, then we read, only eight people went into that ark. Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. Not all the in-laws. Think of that. Not the in-laws, not the whole surrounding family, not the friends or the neighbors or, you know, the people living on the other side. Nobody came. But Noah, he didn't alter his message He didn't change his message. He didn't change the ark and made it into a discotheque. He didn't hang up the lights and brought the alcohol and started to, you know, make it half worldly or bringing the world into it and saying, well, John, I've seen this. I went to a church and the whole seller of the church, they made it into a discotheque and they were serving alcohol and, and the dancing and the lights and everything was there. It was no different than any worldly discotheque. And the pastor said, well, John, you need to do something to bring in the young people these days. Well, not for us and not for brother Noah. He didn't change or adapt his message to suit the worldly atmosphere and the evil thinking around him. He stayed on course. He stayed pure and holy with his warning that the world would be flooded, but that this was the time to repent and to come into the ark. He stayed faithful. And this is the kind of faith that we need. We need the kind of faith that Noah had that he dared to stand alone. And he believed in solitary for 120 years. And he believed even Unto separation of this world. You know, he had built this ark. And it says, outside and inside. It was all pitched with pitch. And it was all dark and black. And there was only one door. And the people came and watched. Well, I can just imagine. I don't read it like that. But I can just imagine how that went. Noah, you old fool, man. Look at what you have built here. You built this Great big prison for yourself. You build this this coffin for yourself. How do you expect us to go in? It only has one door, one door to go in. And then, you know, we always wanna have three or four back doors that we can go in through the front door, everybody can see, but once in a while we can go out through the back door to just live our own life, do our own thing. Yeah, that's what many people want, but this, ark had one door. It was God, the architect, who had told him exactly how to build it. And he said, one door and one window. And the ark has one door. And salvation has one door. Christ is the door. And that's the only way to come into peace with God. That's the only way to receive forgiveness of sin. That's the only way to become a child of God. That's the only way to go to heaven. One door. Not as so many people preach today. Oh, many religions, many names of God, but ultimately it's all the same thing. No, that's not true. There is one God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he has one son, Jesus Christ. And only Jesus Christ is the door, is the way unto salvation because the Bible says only one name has been given to man through which he will be saved, the name of Jesus. Oh, my dear friend, yes, Noah had a faith that he was ready to be separated from this world. And the day came that God said, Noah, get into the ark. And Noah and his wife, his sons and their wives, they went into the ark. And it says, God closed the door and he shut them in. They were shut in the ark, just like we who are in Christ are shut in Christ, in him, Christ in us, we in him, together in the Father. That's how we're safe, only safe when we are in Christ, when Christ is in us, not in something else, not in others, or some other religion, or some other ritual, it's in Christ. Everything is in Christ, Christ in us. That is the hope of salvation and of glory. Oh, my dear friend, maybe you say, yes, I want Christ, but I also want that worldly friend. I also want that worldly lifestyle. I also want to live according to the flesh in that way, but I do want Christ. Oh, my friend, are you willing to be like Noah and to have a faith that you are ready to be separated from this world? Or do you want to be stuck down here with some worldly thing that will never satisfy you fully and only drag you to hell and to damnation. Oh, I am in this world, but I'm not of this world. It's no longer I that live it. The Apostle Paul says, but it's Christ that lives in me, and the world is crucified unto me as I am crucified to the world. Yes, that is the way to live. Live for God. Live in holiness. Live with Him. Live in Him. Live through Him. Live to Him. Yes, everything unto Him. Oh, my dear friend, let's have the faith that Noah had. Let's exercise it in our daily life. Let's believe in the promises, in the commandments, and in the threatenings. Yes, let's believe what is impossible and even improbable because God said it and what God says, he is the God of the impossible. Oh, let's believe even if nobody follows us. Let's believe even if it takes 120 years, your whole lifespan, let's believe even if it means separation of this world. And let's be thankful and happy. Oh, Father, I thank you today for my listeners today. Lord, I pray that that faith that our brother Noah had, also may be in our heart and in our life oh father let it grow let it grow lord and and let us grow in it lord and let us live more near to you and let us walk with you as noah walked with you and let us hear your voice lord and walk according to your commandments and let us walk in your promises lord with sight of the heavenly glory with sight lord of our eternity that is in you and through you. Yes, Lord, let's live in the joy and in the peace and in the salvation of your son, Jesus Christ. And let us never forget that what you have said, that is the truth and that's how it will end, Lord. And for us who are in Christ, that means eternity with you. No more sadness, sickness, no more sorrow, but forever with you in glory and in joy. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com.